Hey, the start of something special right here, man. Let's go. Number one fantasy player right here. Got past the line. Shut up. Know the rules. I just want to say this to you. Right now, best in the game. I know. Welcome in to the Pod After Touchdown Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hoppin, joined by my co-host, Andrew Mackins, along with our producer, Garner. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sam. I did a excruciating 15-minute workout right before this, so <laughs> cleared my mind, got the blood flowing, and I'm ready for this mock draft. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, too. I'm uh, a little more tired i've uh, had to go into the office the past two days i'm back working in the office rather than from home so it requires getting up much earlier than i'm used to now <laughs> uh -oh. but uh it's good yeah, good to have the schedule it's crazy what a, an extra 30 minute 45 minute commute will uh do to your day but uh andrew teased it we have our mock draft today the past several episodes were covering all of our rankings and me plummeting Andrew in the debates. But Plum now we get to... Did you say plummeting? Or yeah, I, you pu pummeling? <laughs> pummeling, plummeting. My mind's plummeting right now. Um, <laughs> Perfect. We're going to put those rankings to the test in a mock draft, and then we'll leave it to you, the listeners, to decide who had the best team. And... Before that, we'll obviously do our kickoff question and our mental health minute as well. But before we get into that, we are uh, we're recording on June 9th, which is 6-9, which in my mind is Rob Gronkowski Day. So, guys, happy Rob Gronkowski Day. Happy sex day, Sam. Nice. You too, Garner. Okay, so let's kick things off. And this game is underway. All right. Today we're doing a mock draft like we've mentioned a couple times already. And we want to talk about some late round steals that we think could be on your team. So which player being drafted in the double digit rounds are you most likely to have on several of your teams this year? And and I'm going to start first with Boston Scott. I all last year, one of the big storylines was, you know, Bruce Arians never uses his tight end, but then there's also the flip side of, well, he's never had a tight end as good as O.J. Howard, so his talent will supersede Bruce Arians' tendencies. And now we keep getting the Doug Peterson has always used a running back by committee approach, but he's never had a running back as talented as Miles Sanders, so... There's no way he's going to do a committee approach with with Miles Sanders, and I I just don't buy it. I think Boston Scott has the pass catching Darren Sproles role in that offense locked down, and even though they brought in a couple extra weapons, I I still don't buy that Miles Sanders is going to break all these tendencies, and you can get Boston Scott for for next to nothing right now. It's not a bad pick, and he's not like the worst. Uh handcuff either um for me i'm going tight end and you know we were just talking about one of these guys before the podcast and that's hayden hurst who i think is continuously getting the hype we talked about him it, even before our rankings debates and i think that hype is going to continue so 
honestly, right now I'm saying I hope I get him in double digit rounds, but I don't know if that's going to stay that way through the next couple months. Yeah, you never know. And uh, this is fun. It kind of worked out a little different or worked out this way, but I'm going wide receiver for mine. I'm going Tyrell Williams. He's fallen down to double digit rounds. I mean, I know that they brought in rugs, but he's apparently got his leg injury that again, like not a lot of details have come out about. <laughs> like it like punctured yeah, like puncture his leg, but like I don't know. I feel like I haven't heard enough details. But anyways, I mean last year Williams in twelve games had eight games with at least double digit points and six touchdowns. That's not bad. not bad for a double digit round pick. I mean Yeah, I mean th- this is one thing that I've I don't know how much I've said it on the pod, but I continue to think is the number of weapons as mediocre as they all may be that the Vegas Raiders have brought in this offseason just makes me think that all of those targets are going to be watered down. Nobody's going to be the true alpha. And there's just, you know, some of these guys might go off one week or the other, but it, it won't be enough to be a sustainable fantasy football option. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, a lot of what draws me to him, too, is going to be six touchdowns in, like, the 12 games that I play. Like, I mean, every other game he's getting a touchdown, and he didn't have the most yards, but he's apparently an end zone favor of Carr. So, and if they're spreading it out, hopefully once they get down to the red zone, he will be that target. Yeah, he very well could be. Okay, so with that, we're going to dive right into our mental health minute. And I wanted to take some time to, you know, just talk about an experience I've had recently. Obviously, you know, the past week has been especially tough for for me and many others around the world. And I shared on, on Twitter last week that I actually took a mental health sick day on Thursday and and wanted to to just discuss it here a little bit and the intention of me sharing it was in no way meant to draw attention to myself I'm you know doing fine now I could be doing a lot a lot worse I'm in you know a pretty good situation but it, the intention of it, me sharing that was to draw attention to mental health sick days in general and trying to get rid of the stigma of doing so a, a lot of People talk about how, you know, mental health nowadays is just as, if not more important than your physical health. So why shouldn't you be taking care of that? And I think, you know, my manager was was very understanding and uh, I'm very gracious of that, but just wanted to to let people know, like, hey, it's, you know, stuff happens and it's okay to take a break for a day and not feel bad about it. Yeah, Sam, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think when you put these notes in here, the thing it made me think about is I think there are a lot of people out there who maybe aren't diagnosed or haven't ever, you know, went went to a therapist or anything like that, but and they don't associate with themselves having an actual mental illness or anything like that. And they'll almost like jokingly say or say in passing, like, I need to take a mental health day because they want a day off from work or something like that. But the way I see it is if you don't want to work or you don't have that, you know, drive to get up again and go to work the next day, part of that might be because you actually need a mental health break. And so 
I, I think that goes to your point of, you know, destigmatizing it in general. And, and part of it, which I, again, brought up with my manager when we were talking about it was I knew I wasn't doing my best work. I wasn't going to be my best self, you know, sitting in front of my computer and trying to do the work that I was trying to get done. So just taking the day to, to not think about it, to do some things that Mm -hmm. I enjoy and really give myself a break. I didn't even come into my office room that I have to, to do anything just so I could, again, get a, get a break from everything going on. So encourage people to, to do that if they need it. And hopefully they have the ability to do so. Okay. We have teased it a number of times. It is mock draft time. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to do a half PPR redraft league. It'll be one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, which is a normal flex, so running back, wide receiver, or tight end, and four bench spots. Uh, It'll be a 12-team league, and we're going to be using Sleeper. Fortunately, they updated their ADP recently, so we can trust that that will be accurate. And we're going to be using ADP as the other drafters while the three of us each have our own team. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Garner is going to be the first to pick because he's got the number three spot. Mackins is at the 11 spot, and I am squished in between the two at eight. So uh, we'll each have equal opportunity to snipe each other in this draft. Boys, are you ready? I was born ready. Let's do this. Born ready. Okay, so without further ado, I am going to begin this draft. So the first two picks off the board, obviously nothing surprising. It was Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, which leaves Garner at three to make his choice. And for me, I mean, again, I like that sleeper update, but I feel like he's a lot lower than he should be here. I'm going with Zeke. They had him down at nine for some reason, but I love him. He's consistent. He's a powerhouse. I'm taking him right there at three. Okay. Okay. Good pick. I I, I really like that. Um, It's kind of crazy because the next four picks after that were all running back. So it went (laughs) Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, so I'm left here staring at a trio of wide receivers that I could go with. Uh, you know, I obviously Michael Thomas is available, Devontae Adams, uh, Joe Mixon, and, and Nick Chubb. I'm really trying to figure out uh, do I want to take one of those guys? I can't believe this run on running backs, to be honest. <laughs> made I made my jaw drop. I can't either. I, I mean, I know how valuable it is to have a great wide receiver, but I'm going to go with Joe Mixon, who I actually have as my number five ranked running back. Nice. Um, so, Andrew, you're on the board now. Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, two of your favorite wide receivers, just went. Yeah. It's Where so are you going at pick 11? Well, I uh, created a Twitter poll yesterday just asking like i'm at 11 i'm at the turn i'm happy to take this any which way um 
especially if Thomas and Hopkins are off the board here, I would probably look running back, and that's what I've been doing in most of my mocks so far. Granted, I've only done a handful, but the people want to see me go running back, running back, so I'm going to focus on running back here, and I'm going to go Nick Chubb, who I think is being a little underrated despite uh, Kareem Hunt being in that backfield as well. I think I think he can still get his in that offense. All right, so Andrew takes his first running back, Julio Jones and Aaron Jones. Uh, a couple of the Joneses are taken on the turn, and he said he's got to go running back, running back. So <laughs> which running back are you going with here? I've got them back-to-back in the rankings, so I'm glad at least one of them got back to me. But uh, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. I think he really proved some crazy efficiency last year, and now Melvin Gordon's not there. So I'm excited to add him to the team and and really dominate opportunity on the Chargers offense. Not a bad pick. Well, I have been absolutely gifted with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes going after that and I'm just left with Devontae Adams my number one wide receiver getting him at the fifth pick in the second round is an absolute steal I was thinking about taking him with my first pick but to get him and Joe Mixon perfect perfect start in my opinion (laughs) yeah I think the most interesting thing here while Garner's on the clock is that Mahomes went at the fourth pick in the second round and Lamar Jackson went with the sixth pick in the second round. So you probably, I mean, based on that, you might've even gotten Devonte a spot or two further down the line. But um, we also had two tight ends go off the board at 208, 209. So Garner doesn't have a chance at his guy Kittle. I'm curious. Yeah, to see that's, that's too early for me to grab Kittle, I think, though. Again, I'm yeah. not too eager in the first couple rounds to go for a tight end. Uh, I think I got to go with Mike Evans here. I mean, he's got the goat toss into him now. They got they got good situation down there. I, I think we can get a lot out of him. Just like Randy Moss back in the day, baby. Yeah. Um, so Melvin Gordon and Miles Sanders finishing out the second round. The person in the first spot, uh, the person I say, uh, which is actually just ADP, went with Lev Bell. Uh, so he started off with three players and Kenny Galladay off the board at 3-2. Garner back on the clock with Zeke and Mike Evans as his first two picks. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed to see Bell go. I was hoping he'd fall to me here in the third. Uh, he had in a couple of mock drafts that I did earlier today, which yeah, I think is a, a great steal for him overall to get him in the early third. I think it's great value. So I got to look uh, next. I'm looking at Kenny Drake or Fournette. I feel like Fournette's the better runner, but I love the situation that Drake is in. So I'm going to go with that. That's a good pick. Well, we've got I, our I first totally night of the day because Drake. I was really hoping that Kenyon Drake was going to fall to me. I, I figured it was uh, – a bit of a stretch for him to do so, but how is this ADP is just sleeper ADP, right? It is. And is, is there correct. some randomization in this as well? Or does it go yes. like, yeah, there definitely is. Otherwise Devontae okay. Adams wouldn't have fallen to me at the okay. pick in the second, but next off the board was Thielen, Amari Cooper, AJ Brown, 
in the aforementioned Leonard Fournette. Um, My goodness. Let's see here. You know what? I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. Ah! We talked about him on our rankings episode. <laughs> I am so excited about Calvin Ridley. I, I have a feeling he wouldn't have fallen to me in the fourth round just because, uh, again, the the way the, the ADP is, I'm, I'm sort of playing the game a little bit, even though I don't have him as my next ranked wide receiver, um, just sort of hoping that some other guys might fall to me in the next round. Following my Ridley pick was Devin Singletary and James Conner, which leaves Andrew up after going running back, running back to start the draft. Yeah, man, this ADP is messing with me a bit because I totally miss Kenyon Drake in the rankings. I have Kenyon Drake, I think, one spot higher than Austin Eckler, so I'm not completely mad about that. Um, but I got to get it right this time at wide receiver. A lot of guys have gone off the board. I think Ridley was a good pick, especially since you're so high on him. And I've been coming around on him too. Uh, but I've still got a wide receiver one in my rankings on the board, and that's Allen Robinson. So I'm going to get my guy. He is going to dominate targets on the Bears. I hope that Nick Foles is a step up from Mitchell Trubisky, and I think it's not hard to do that. So I'm excited for his prospects this year. Yeah, um, not a bad pick, not a bad pick. Obviously, after going running back, running back, going wide receiver was not not the default, but a good pick. Uh, Chris Carson and Mark Ingram going on the turn, putting Andrew back on the board. And, and I think we're almost to the point, again, where the running backs really start to dwindle and almost fall off a cliff uh, as far as production. So interested to yeah. see where you go here. Yeah, I mean, generally in leagues where you have to start three wide receivers plus a flex, I'm definitely willing to lean that way um, for depth purposes. Uh, and I've got my two starting running backs, so hopefully I can find some some depth at running back later in the draft. That's usually how I operate. And I've got some fringe wide receiver ones in my sights. So I'm going to stick in that position and I'm going to go with Cooper cup. I think he has a pretty good relationship with Jared Goff there. And I think that team is going to be super pass heavy next season. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad pick. Um, Clyde Edwards, Alaire and T Y Hilton going off the board next, which I mentioned the running back, production potentially falling off a cliff but i'm sitting here in the fourth round with the opportunity to have my trifecta of wider starting wide receivers going with dj moore i have him ranked inside my top 10 and (laughs) i just knew he wasn't going to fall because we're starting three wide receivers i'm totally fine going with three wide receivers and a running back in my first four picks. I didn't love. This is a train wreck. I'm I'm in a train wreck right now. Oh my God. I I mean, I didn't love the options. Todd Gurley was there. I was considering him, but I already have Calvin Ridley. So didn't really want to double up on the Atlanta offense, especially when I take Hayden Hurst next, uh, next round. 
Um, <laughs> I'm so but. pissed right now. DJ Moore is actually, I have him ranked higher than both of the receivers I drafted. But in a fucking sleeper ADP just fucks with my brain, man. Well, uh, it's a good thing we're practicing. Garner, you're on the board <laughs> on the clock. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Well, speaking of on the board, I'm going to put Todd Gurley on my board. Okay. Uh, I know, again, we've got the three wide receiver slots here, but you point out multiple times the running back productivity just drops off after these first few rounds. And I'd rather load up on starting running backs early. And then I feel there's a lot more depth that you can pick and choose at wide receiver later on. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fair. Um, notably going at the first pick in the fifth round is Mark Andrews. So there was over a two round gap between the first two tight ends and Mark Andrews going. I'm interested to hear if that you guys see that as a good value right now. For the third tight end off the board, I would say that's pretty good because you had, you know, three tight ends going up in the third ish round last season. I don't, I considered for a moment Andrews in the beginning of the fourth because I knew he wouldn't come back to me. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't mind it, especially if you've got like a core of four players already. Like ideally, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then you grab your tight end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, after that short break, Garner is back on the clock. He has started with Zeke, Mike Evans, Kenyon Drake, and Todd Gurley. Could you be leaning towards a wide receiver here, Garner? Absolutely. I mean, Zach Ertz is sitting at the top of sleepers uh, rankings here, which is definitely an option. But I think I'm going to scroll a little further down and pick up Juju. Happy to grab him in the fifth round. Good pick. Good pick. Um, I can't believe he's fallen this far. I mean, again, not that I'm regretting taking three wide receivers, but I see Juju. I see Robert Woods going in the fifth round and those guys are are absolute steals at their value in my opinion um okay so i'm back on the clock here zach Ertz did go like we were talking about marlon mack as well i'm not really loving the running backs that are available to me right now I have no interest in drafting one of these middling tight ends. And it's a mock draft, so let's have a little fun. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray at the 5-8. Again, I I usually won't do this, but because it's a one-quarterback league, I've already got my three starting wide receivers. I could have gone with a fourth and plugged that person into my flex, but I think Kyler Murray has the potential to be a difference maker this year. I like that pick, man. There's just something about getting a guy where, you know, you know, he's got the rushing potential. He's got the second year breakout potential that Jackson and Mahomes have exhibited in the past. At least that's the way we're looking at him. And, and, you know, Deshaun Watson's out there too. And I feel like that's a sexy pick after you get like that core four, or even if you can get one of these guys in the early sixth round, why not like lock in a guy? And if you want to get a high upside backup quarterback at the end of your draft, go for it. But 
for me right now, I'm still, you know, I'm on my fifth player and I need to fill that starting wide receiver spot. I know I fucked up the DJ Moore pick, but there's another guy who's way down here in the rankings that I have a lot higher. And I love his upside. I think we all do when we hear the name. That's Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not letting him pass me up here. I think he he's actually one spot higher in my rankings currently than Cooper Cup. So literally these guys are uh, 10, 11, 12 or 11, 12, 13 in my rankings. So I love that. Russell Wilson just went off the board along with Stefan Diggs on the turn there. Uh, Russell Wilson at the 601. So I am tempted to go Watson, like I said, but I generally practice that that late QB strategy. Yeah, going back to the Oda Beckham Jr., his, his teammate Kareem Hunt went one pick before two, and I think both of those guys have the potential to offer league-winning upside hunt if Chubb goes down with an injury. Odell Beckham, I mean, we've seen what he can do in in his prime. Uh, So I think the Browns are, in general, in store for a major, major bounce-back season. Yeah, it's crazy that OBJ is going that late to me. Yeah, I know he's not going to have as much hype as he had in the past, but, I mean, that's end of the fifth round that he got him. I, I would expect by the time we get to mid-August, that will be driven up to at least the early fourth based on name value alone. Uh, while we're talking, Andrew made his pick with scary Terry McLaurin, uh, a, a mini snipe right now because I was eyeing him up a little bit. Uh, Andrew, why don't you talk us through that thought process a little bit? Of course, uh, we've got the three wide receivers and a flex. And so and some of these wide receivers I've drafted do have you know potential for a floor to bottom out. OBJ could still have some injury issues. So I figured I'll just get depth when I can. Terry McLaurin, the unquestionable or the unquestioned wide receiver one on uh, the Washington football team. So another guy who I think is going to get a ton of opportunity and be a, a great addition to the roster. Good stuff. Okay. Um, I'm sitting here. I need a second running back. There are a couple guys on the board that I'm eyeing up. And even though, again, this is one of those things where I don't have him ranked as my highest running back right now, but I, God, I'm toiling with myself now. (laughs) Okay, I'm You're doing it. I'm yourself. going with Jonathan Taylor. I, I, I'm hesitant because again, I, I'm not sure how fast of a start he gets off to at the beginning of the season. But because again, he there was so much draft capital invested into into him, I'm really hoping that he can overcome that starting role. Maybe the Colts trade Marlon Mack partway through the season, and and he gets a a Nick Chubb like bump. Before we jump to Garner, I'm I'm curious. Did you get sniped at this pick? Me? Yeah, yeah. Because, because I got double sniped. I got double sniped. On, on June 9th, 2020, at the pick 609, Deshaun Watson went off the board, and I was pretty confident that you would have taken him if he made it to you. No, I definitely would have taken him. 
And then if I didn't get him, I was thinking I would go with his new teammate, Brandon Cooks, to fill another receiver. But he actually mm-hmm. went two spots before Watson. So <laughs> even though he was a bunch lower in sleepers rankings there. So I was uh, yeah. not expecting that and uh, a little disappointed. But instead, I think I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. No, AJ nice Green's pick. still on the board, and Great pick. supposed to be number one. But I mean, he's—I don't know. I that, still that's the value. That's the value. <laughs> that's the value pick there. I was gonna make a point to bring him up because I was looking at who's been taken uh, in the wide receiver category, and I think you know, based on the wide receivers that were drafted after him, Michael Gallup at six eleven and AJ Green at six twelve, that Tyler Boyd is probably this guy who you know the last. In a, in a tier above uh, the next wide receivers we see. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, like you mentioned, t- Garner taking Tyler Boyd ahead of A.J. Green. Um, curious if what the, again, what the rationale behind that is, because if A.J. Green is A.J. Green, he could, uh, similar to OBJ, have league-winning upside. Is there a reason you went with Boyd over Green? I mean, I think it's just a mix of we've been talking about it, uh, about him recently hyping Boyd up, I think primarily you. Um, Just A.J. Green coming off that injury. And, I mean, Boyd in the last two years, I'm looking on Sleeper now, and based on PPR's position rank was 17th and 18th in the past two years, which, I mean, again, even if I'm not getting a wide receiver one, he's my wide receiver three. So I'm happy with the – with that ranking and that production for my third wide receiver. Great point. I think it's important to remember too, that Tyler Boyd has actually scored more points per game with AJ green on the field than AJ green off the field the past couple seasons. Um, So we are through six rounds so far. Garner is currently looking at Zeke, Kenyon Drake and Todd Gurley as his running backs with Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Tyler Boyd as his wide receivers. I have Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor as my running backs with the best trio of wide receivers in Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, and DJ Moore, and Kyler Murray leading the way as my quarterback. And rounding us out is Andrew, who has Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler at running back, and then a quadrant or a quartet of wide receivers, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Terry McLaurin. Good stuff. Okay, so that puts Garner back on the clock in the seventh round. Three running backs, three wide receivers. Could go one of any direction right now, which way are you leaning, Mr. Ryan Garner? Uh, I'm going to follow suit behind you here, switch up a little bit. I tend to normally go for a like mid-late or late-round quarterback, and ones I like to grab are like Breeze or Matt Ryan, but like they're most likely going to go to the computer coming up, so instead I'm going to make the homer pick and go for Aaron Rodgers here. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Definitely, definitely a, a bit of a homer pick. I I wouldn't have 
gone that way, but it's not my draft. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you can certainly do that. That is certainly a pick that you can make. Um, okay. okay. So I am on the board now, and I feel like I've you're really waiting. criticizing Garner for that pick. Ah, kind of was. Yeah. Didn't love it. <laughs> You're going to need um, him to throw to Devontae Adams, right? I, I've i been waiting to make this pick. <laughs> it is that time of the draft. I was so tempted to, do, to take this from him. I should have. Mr. Keyshawn Vaughn, baby. The running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the future RB1 overall. Keyshawn Vaughn. I just love this pick. I love the value. I couldn't be happier. I, I considered waiting until the eighth, but you know, you got to get your oh, guys. That is a pick you can make. Uh, get your guy. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Will Fuller and Damian Williams went next. Uh, a lot of guys in the seventh round. I wouldn't be targeting at this point or they don't excite me. Um, we'll have to talk a little bit at the end about some of these other picks that were made, like that, that I'm kind of surprised at with the ADP. Um, but I digress. You've got a couple running backs there, Sam, that might not even start at the beginning of the of the season for your second guy. I've already got two locked in uh, running backs to start, so I'm going to look for one at least one of those guys to give me a chance at a at a future starter, and I'm that's going to be DeAndre Swift. I'll take him in this late seventh round wait for the turn to come back around where Hunter Henry and Christian Kirk get drafted. And then I'll take the guy who Keyshawn Vaughn has to fight here. Cause he's just at the top of the running backs. It's going to influence me to make that pick now. Yes, it is. That is Ronald Jones. I am uh, not anti Vaughn, but definitely trying to throw some cold water on that hype and a bit of a Jones truther. So as my fourth running back, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, we've I think we've seen a bit of a shift in the ADP the past uh, week plus with Ronald Jones starting to go ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn. Obviously, there was a lot of hype around Vaughn following the draft, but there there isn't as much of that now. I think there's been some reports that Ronald Jones will obviously have a, a good chunk of the workload and uh, just, you know, could be the incumbent guy. But again, I'm going with my gut and going with Keyshawn Vaughn. I, like you mentioned, uh, am sitting here with a couple of running backs that are certainly not guaranteed to start. I didn't think I would go down this well again, but here we are with me drafting a San Francisco running back in Tevin Coleman. I think, you know, JJ Zacharyson talks a lot about finding breakout running backs. And one of his factors is them being a part of ambiguous backfields. And I think we probably mentioned this a dozen times last off season, but Tevin Coleman is being taken as the, the later of the two primary San Francisco running backs between him and Mostert. And I think the 49ers are still going to have a committee approach that Tevin Coleman, when healthy, can be a major part of. 
So Garner, uh, he thought that Breeze and Ryan, Matt Ryan, would go before his next pick, and coincidentally, they did. So maybe it's a good thing he took Mr. Rogers, and he's sitting in the eighth round with a chance to redeem his Aaron Rodgers pick. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was that bad. Again, if I wanted one of those three, I had to take him there. And again, I bit of a homer, but I still like it. Uh, next one, I am tempted to go with Gronk, being at the top there. And uh, I just can't will myself to do it with Evans on my team as well, not to grab Gronk this early. I do like, however, Darius Slayton. Young guys, guys, repertoire with the uh, also young QB. Started to hit off at the end of last year. I'm hoping that can uh, spill over into this upcoming year. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned Grok. He actually went the pick right after yours. And Darius Slayton's teammate, Sterling Shepard, went a couple picks after yours as well. But you're you're back on the clock uh, with a chance to redeem your Aaron Rodgers pick. How many poor picks are you going to say that? <laughs> I don't know. Am I we'll going to hear we'll that through the rest of the draft here? Hey, we, we are a Packers podcast, so maybe we should – Settle down a little bit. Let let Garner make his pick. Yeah, and I just want to point out, too, that, uh, again, part of my logic, I guess, going into the quarterback pick is knowing Sleeper and how it auto-drafts is there are definitely – I don't think we have any yet, but there are definitely a lot of teams that do draft two quarterbacks, which I do like because a lot of people in our league of record draft two quarterbacks, and – it's not always like, oh, I'll grab one at the end, too. A lot of times it's, uh, oh, yeah, I'll grab one in the fifth, and then I'll grab one in the eighth. But I digress. I went with uh, John Brown here. I'm hoping he can uh, continue to be a uh, solid target for Josh Allen and a great asset to my team. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've taken a couple running backs, my last couple picks in Jonathan Taylor, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Tevin Coleman. I haven't taken a wide receiver since I took DJ Moore in the fourth round. So I'm going to take the guy that everyone's been talking about, Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everyone's expecting a breakout year from him, potentially taking over Garner's pick of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think right here around the ninth round is where I'm, I'm very comfortable taking him, knowing that there's room for him to far outplay his ATP. All right. I have four running backs and four wide receivers on my team. So now is where I got to start filling in those uh, other positions. That yeah, you this is a quintessential Andrew Mackins team, just loading up on running backs and receivers to start the draft and waiting on every other position, which isn't, which isn't a bad strategy. It's just in almost every draft I've been with you in, is the way your teams end up. Yeah, and so, and sometimes it doesn't always work either, unfortunately. But um, I'm trying to go even harder in the late QB, late tight end strategy so I can get more of those top uh, picks without and not sacrificing anywhere else. You guys know from our quarterback episode that I'm high on Matthew Stafford, and I don't want to be forced into any of the other options there. So I'm going to grab him now and hope, yep, that – something will come back to me in the 10th round 
Uh, James White and Daryl Henderson just went off the board, and I'm, I feel pretty good on running back right now. So this is where I look at the tight end position and who's there that I just talked about at the beginning of this episode, Hayden Hurst. I'll grab him in the double-digit rounds. I knew it. I typed it into our chat right before you made the pick. Put it on the record. I knew he was going to go with Hayden Hurst. I knew it. I could feel it. I could feel it in my bones. That makes my pick even easier. I am without a tight end still. And this is honestly a guy that I – what was that? But I know who it is. Uh, It's a guy that I – again, we talked about in our last tight end rankings episode. That's – Mr. Tyler Higby. Yeah. yeah, you got <laughs> it. We are on brand sync. We are in sync. I, I mean, I've got, I, like I mentioned, I've got him inside my top five. I wouldn't have expected to get him this late in the draft. So to be able to do so, I am very, very, very pleased. Okay, Garner, is it, uh, is it your turn to take a tight end now? A couple went off in Noah Fant and Jared Cook before your pick as well, but maybe you're going to keep stacking up. I think mine will be around the turn here. Again, Sleeper might take two tight ends, which is great because some people in our league do. Uh, But I'm not taking mine yet. I'm going to go for Alshon Jeffrey first. Load up on those wide receivers in our wide receiver heavy roster. And then for my tight end here, after Mike Williams, Tony Pollard, Henry Ruggs, and Baker Mayfield were taken, I'm going down to Mike Jacecki. He popped off at the end of last year, and uh, I really think he's got a lot of potential to carry over into this next year, especially for being one of the last picks in the draft for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good pick this late in the draft. As well, uh, unfortunately, Preston Williams went two picks before me, and I was really hoping to to see him fall to me. Um, but I'm going to go with a different wide receiver that I think has has somewhat similar upside, and that's Anthony Miller um, with the Bears hashtag Bears offense, who we plugged quite a bit quite a bit last year. Uh, I think Anthony Miller has the the chance to 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 break out, even as poor as the quarterback play might be in Chicago this year. I really think that Miller could could have a a decent role in that offense. Yeah, I like Anthony Miller as a as a guy who has high upside. Um, he's definitely shown those spurts, like uh, I'm sure you mentioned. Um, I was busy hoping and praying to the tight end gods that my other guy would still be here. And he is, uh, he's been considerably lower on the sleeper ADP. Jonu Smith is going to be my second tight end that I draft. So I'm making sure I get two. uh, I guess you could say late round flyers, some like lottery tickets there, two chances at a high upside tight end. Ben Roethlisberger went after as well as Nikhil Harry which leaves me with my last pick and I'll take a quick check at the running backs, but I'd rather just pick up whoever's starts to show out at the beginning of the year there, you know, Boston Scott's on the board, but not going to bank on that. I'm going to go with a higher upside wide receiver that I know is way down in ADP Uh, in terms of rookie wide receivers, Judy rugs and lamb are all off the board already. 
I do like Jamison Crowder, who went at pick 1107. But if I can't get Crowder, I'm taking Denzel Mims as the other receiver on the Jets as my late-round flyer. If he doesn't show up the first few weeks, you just cut him for a waiver-wire guy. It's a low-risk, potential high-reward pick there for me as my fifth wide receiver. All right. Well, I'm going to take the guy that I talked about at the top of the show, Boston Scott. My running backs right now are, are a little questionable, certainly the the weakest part of my roster. So I'll take him with, again, I think a chance to play the pass catching role in the Eagles offense. Garner, close us out here with your final pick of the draft. All right, I'm finishing up with a running back too. Again, we kind of got scraps and backups here. Uh, hoping can sneak in, catch a couple passes. I'm actually going to go with Jamal Williams. He has a couple Ooh. solid games last year that, uh, yeah, I think he's got a chance again. When I need him to, he could hopefully fill in and not crap the bed for me. Very, very good. Okay, well, that wraps up our mock draft. Well, uh, I'll read the teams off real quickly here. So Garner has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, Zeke, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, and Jamal Williams as his running backs. He's got Mike Evans, Juju, Tyler Boyd, Darius Slayton, John Brown, and Alshon Jeffrey as his wide receivers with Mike Gusecki at tight end. Andrew has Matthew Stafford at quarterback, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler at running back, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. as his wide receivers with Terry McLaurin in the flex, the very much talked about Hayden Hurst at tight end and on his bench. He's got DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, Johnny Smith, and Denzel Mims. And finally, I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback with Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor at running back, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore as my starting wide receiver trio with Keyshawn Vaughn in the flex and Tyler Hickby at tight end. I've also got Tevin Coleman, Deontay Johnson, Anthony Miller, and Boston Scott on the bench. Guys, uh, Sleeper's asking if we want to convert this into a league. What do you guys think? Works for me. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my team. I'd be happy. I, it wouldn't be uh, the worst thing to add another league into the thing just for us to <laughs> – uh, do we play the – Computers, do they set their own lineups? And I was going to say, the three of us versus a bunch of bots, uh, you're taking us to the field as far as who wins the championship. I mean, well, they're auto-drafting. Again, they might be a little lopsided for some of the teams where the computer took like four or five wider receivers in a row, but we could auction them off or give them out to uh, listeners. Ooh, <laughs> could do that. Maybe next time. Well, yeah, we, we can hold on to this in the mock draft and convert it later, right? If we find enough people who want to adopt these, uh, <laughs> these nine orphan teams. But, you know, between the three of us, I, I'll uh, tip my hat to Sam. I feel like he's the one who would win the FF Twitter poll uh, just based on the picks that he made. You know, uh, your running backs you mentioned are the, like, quote-unquote, weakest position, but – you can probably play Tevin Coleman week one and be okay with that until Jonathan Taylor or Keishon Vaughn like break out if that's where you, your money is. So I don't think it's the worst strategy ever. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Like 
Andrew mentioned, we will post this on our Twitter, which is Pod After TD. Uh, if you would like to follow us, thanks for sticking with us through this mock draft episode. It was a bit of a longer one, so we appreciate you all taking the time to listen in for Andrew Mackins at Andrew Mackins, our producer Garner at Garther. I am Sam Hoppin at Sam Hoppin. And the kick is good.